Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode was recorded today, so I didn't go anywhere yesterday, which was Friday the 17th of August 2018. I went somewhere today, Saturday the 18th of August 2018, and it's now later in the evening, a bit later than I originally planned. The day just got away from me. But the event I attended was the monthly write-along event at Genesis Cinema, hosted by Shay. The way the event works is Shay picks a film that is in some way related to the act of writing, and then after we watch the film, we head upstairs to the bar slash cafe area, and we write or we talk about writing. And on this episode, I actually, well, on this August event, I actually did some writing. I've been to this event before for the podcast on episode 99. So, yep, it's been about three or so weeks since the last one. It's been about a month, I'm surprised. Oh, because I took a break after episode 100, didn't I? That's why the numbers don't add up. Okay, so, I went to the July one, episode 99A. Feel free to check that out. On this episode, it was recorded again towards the end of the event. We'd been upstairs, we talked a bit, we wrote a bit, and then we all ended up around, all of us that remained, ended up around one table, and that's where this conversation happened. Ultimately, the people that you will hear talking sat around the table are myself, Callum, Morton, Shay, Jim, Emily, and Andy. And we talk about a whole bunch of things. We actually had a bit of a chat. In fact, the last time I recorded at one of these events, I talked about how I'm getting to this point where I wonder if I should just record everything that happens because it can always lead to an interesting conversation. But I decided to wait until there weren't too many of us it wouldn't be too erratic. And also, we were sat in much closer proximity to each other, so it was a little easier to hold the microphone to each person. Whereas earlier in the event we were sat on different couches it might have been a bit cumbersome we talk about a whole bunch of stuff we talked about a bunch of stuff before I pressed well before I kept we talked about a bunch of stuff before what you hear because that stuff got a little bit specific and didn't really suit what this podcast is about so I kind of announced as you'll hear me say I'll start from now and I'll use the rest of the conversation we get into a few different topics it was fun just chatting to these folks in general so I hope you enjoy it and I will talk to you about, I don't know what, afterwards. Here is my chat with, once again, Callum, Morton, Shay, Jim, Emily, and Andy. See you afterwards. <laughs> okay, so I might start the recording that I use from this point. Okay, okay. sounds good. So, we are in the Genesis Cinema. We've finished the, it's the write-along event. We've watched the film. We've done some writing. I wrote a whole page in a bit, which is very new for me, so... Well done. Thank We're you. Growth. Growth. <laughs> Finally. I'm here with some, some old faces and some new faces. So if I can just go around the room and just introduce who you are and what it is you do. Um, hi, I'm Callum. Uh, uh, Callum Smith. I am a... <laughs> if you like my full name, I did not mean to do that in that order. Um, and um, I am a, uh, a filmmaker. I write, uh, I write, I write and or direct stuff. Um, yeah, cool. Right. Uh, I'm James Woodall, uh, and I uh, write uh, murder mystery stories with a queer history slant, uh, and they're available for, to read online or to download as ebooks from uh, PiccadillyDetectives.com. 
that is me. The plug? <laughs> I'm me. Guys are both. Guys are both. A podcast yeah. of his own. What a waste of time. An excellent podcast. You know how that goes. And yourself. You can find it anywhere. You can listen to podcasts. Uh, my name is Emily uh, Bennett. I write and hopefully one day will direct. Um, and I'm currently in production for a podcast called Call Your Mom, which showcases conversations between mothers and daughters. Andy, do you want to? Yeah, I'm Andy, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm about to make a monster film. Nice. Thank you, Andy. Uh, Shay, you've returned. We're just going around the room and introducing ourselves. And I've what bought, did you I do? I bought a human, another human being with The more, the merrier. So, we'll start with you, Shay. Who are you and what do you do? Oh, I'm Shay Esquire. No, I'm Shay Collins. I am a human being who makes things. I run right along movies and I do other things too. And who was the other human being you brought for us? Uh, I'm Morton. I work here in this wonderful establishment and I'm a writer and script editor. And radio host. And radio host. What the host have you got? Hoxton Movies. It's a weekly film show uh, down in Spitalfields Market. Nice. So that's the, the, the round table literally that we have here today we were kind of talking about a bunch of stuff which was very entertaining but I can't really put on the podcast but so the last time I was at one of these write along events I was talking to Jim and Shay about what they were working on at that particular event so if you don't mind me asking the others of you who weren't here last time what have you been working on that I haven't been distracting you from too much today um I uh about a year ago made a short film called East Hell um, which is currently the sort of end, moving towards the end of the festival run um, the last one is the Chicago Horror Film Festival which is in September please go um, the short is about a um, two teenage goth girls who summon a demon using a ritual they found on Reddit um, and um, that's a great uh, tagline right there by the way yeah no um, the short was also shot entirely on iPhone um, nice. which was uh, I, which was for the look um, not just because we were broke though we were um, <laughs> and um, uh, myself and the producer of that short are currently um, putting together a pilot script to try and get some people to make so I'm doing some work on that today cool what about yourself Morton uh, I was working on a first draft of a black comedy feature that I've kind of been reworking from a previous idea that had three intertwining narratives and just focusing on one of them now as a feature instead about a group of students who wake up on their last day uh, living together to discover that they've killed someone the night before. Nice. So family comedy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, what about you? Um, well, back in New York, where I'm from, I'm working on getting my podcast in the bag. Um, but today, I was working on adapting a book into a screenplay, and it's a dark comedy slash a little bit of a whodunit about fangirls who obsess and end up inadvertently kidnapping and killing one of their favorite boy band members. Keeping it light here. There's a lot of <laughs> 
We love Jim, murder. You can only why murder mystery. You can, you can criticise. I'm, I'm, I'm not criticising. I'm, sa- I'm, I'm contributing to this. We're all writing about murder. <laughs> only writing. Only writing about murder, though. That's yes. how to take it. It's a yes, you topic can't prove right anything. <laughs> yeah. you, you don't know there's murder in mind. It could be a nice demon. I do mean it's not, but it could be. And people do get murdered, but they might not. <laughs> And Andy, what, are you, what have you been working on while you've been at this right so long? Not a lot, just job applications for other, <laughs> other, other things. Fair, fair enough, that is the reality that some of us do face. So, we kind of covered what we've all been working on. The rest of us don't face the reality. We're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. go have a look at that. <laughs> the rest of us uh, thank you. Murder, stick with the murder. <laughs> I'd rather be killing. <laughs> Maybe that's how we deal with the reality. We create fictional characters that may or may not kill each just, other. We just ignore the voices and keep on killing. <laughs> we were kind of talking about like cinema movies coming up that we're looking forward to. The ones that we had touched on were Black Klansman and Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, which apparently you might not get to see in cinemas anytime too soon because they haven't got European distribution rights. We won't go too much into that. <laughs> that that's when the conversation dovetailed into stuff I probably can't put on the podcast. But what other films are you looking forward to? Or what cinematically, or maybe TV-wise, are you looking forward to in the rest of 2018 or beyond? I'm excited to see the second season of Marvelous Miss Maisel coming out soon, I think. They started putting up commercials and stuff for it on Instagram, so should be soon. I remember that was by the person who did Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm a massive, massive fan of. But I don't have Amazon Prime, so... What they would like to do. Although we did talk about piracy a moment ago. <laughs> we'll stop that there. <laughs> Let's not incriminate anyone. I don't even. I don't even know how to, to pirate. Exactly. I've never nursed. <laughs> so, is there, what is anyone else looking forward to the rest of the year? <laughs> Big fans of the field, huh? Uh, miseducation of Cameron Post. I'll do that. That's on Thursday. Who's the the guy in that? Also in that Greta Gerwig film. Uh, Lucas Hedges? That's the one. Is he in Miseducation? No, he's in Boy Erased. Yeah, he's in Boy Erased. So who's in Miseducation? I don't know who's in it. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Is is Cameron Post, I believe. Uh, Uh, The the titular. Yeah. I'm not sure beyond that. And Sasha Blake of American Honey and hanging around with cool people on Instagram <laughs> is, is is also in it big fans of Sasha here and it's written yeah. in no she's great like that wasn't a diss oh, I, I wish I had her life <laughs> I suppose that the only thing I'm like really excited to be and looking forward to is uh, the next series of Doctor Who which will be Jodie Whittaker's first series oh yeah uh, is that around Christmas time it, it's, it could be September or October it's not been confirmed yet um, but yeah, so that I, you know, there's not been a lot of information given about that, but there's, there's been like one leaked clip, one teaser, and one trailer, and I'm just like just really want to see like a, a new sort of breath of life being breathed into the show, and it's like yeah, take this, do whatever you want, it's great. Yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully that goes well because yeah. I know there's a lot of people who have already 
positive the idea might not go so well just uh, because I think there's quite a small minority that's sort of uh, blown out of proportion um, I think generally uh, the reaction to a female doctor is uh, is quite positive um, but uh, yeah from the from that clip that leaked that nobody saw I certainly haven't seen it of course not um, but I did like yeah watching that I think like it's going to be good even though I've not seen it, I wouldn't know. Uh, but I think I think it's like just watching it is just like, oh, she's the doctor. She just is the doctor. Like, it, just I, I knew gender wouldn't matter, but I'm so glad that it doesn't. Uh, not that I've seen that clip, so I don't. Know. Of course not. Of course not. Anything else around the table? Um, I am well. I mean, looking forward to. It. I think it's just been released on Amazon. Um, is a series called Tokyo Vampire Hotel, which is. Um, a filmmaker that I really like uh, called Sion Sono, who is a. Oh, yes. Yeah, so he's. Um, so, I, I mean, I, that, that reaction is I was what meant a lot to reference a film of his, but it went blank, so all I got was, ooh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the reaction Sion of. Sion Sono presents, ooh, yes. <laughs> the noise most people make when they see some of his films. Um, or more just the, ooh. Love um, Exposure. That's the film thing, I love. That, that four oh, no. hour. Yeah, that is my second favorite film. Big, big fan of that film. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's um, a very strange uh, Japanese genre filmmaker, even by the standard of Japanese genre filmmakers. And um, Amazon were like, "Hey, we like cool things." Um, Sion Sono, would you like some money to make a TV series? And he's like, "And you're sure you can do what I want?" And they go, "Yeah, go for it." And he went, <laughs> "Okay," and then proceeded to make an eight-episode miniseries set almost entirely inside a vampire's vagina. And <laughs> then Amazon, and then Amazon went, "Fuck!" <laughs> Um, and then proceeded to release it only in Japan on Amazon panic cut it down to an 8 episode miniseries down to a feature length story release it at film festivals film festivals went what is this and then they went oh fine and then two years later have put it out on Amazon for the rest of the world which has just happened so that is now my weekend wait when it's it's out. I'm. I need to see this. <laughs> no, it, no, it, it just it just came out on Amazon in the West now, like this weekend or something. Um, so yeah, apparently the eight episode miniseries is great, and like the movie makes little sense. But like obviously the movie is like compressing an eight episode series into one. Yeah, so it doesn't make any. Um, but yeah, the series is meant to be great. Uh, yeah, Bojack Horseman season five as well next month. Very oh, excited yeah. for that. Just because like I never hear anything in advance about those series as well, except for maybe like a trailer normally a week before. Yeah. And like this one it's been completely silent again, so intrigued to see what dark corners of the mind they can go to there. Darker and darker each time. Yeah. In fact that's one Oh no, sorry. You sure? Have you guys ever watched the show Atypical on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's about a boy who has autism and he's like learning to date and stuff. Um, a little different than the vampire's vagina, but still very good. I just learned slightly. <laughs> but I, I watched the first season like three different times because I did that thing where I was like, oh my god, this is amazing, you have to watch it, what do you think? <laughs> the whole time, like staring at them. But luckily they all really liked it, so... Um, but like nobody was talking about it, there was no media about it, so I was like, oh, we're just going to get one season and we're going to be done. And they just like, surprise dropped that season two is coming out in like a month, and I was like, yes! Whoa. <laughs> Netflix Sorry. have got a lot of money like, behind them. There's so much stuff they've been shoving in our faces lately. None of which I've really been that keen to see, except for maybe Bojack Horseman. That's one Netflix original thing that I've seen that I thought, oh, yeah, I'll keep checking that out. Yeah. And actually, to kind of tie in the two topics, Shion Sono, that film Love Exposure, it's one of those, like, I think I was on 
up late, it was on film for like 1am and it's one of those, I watch a bit then go to bed, the next thing you know it's like 4am, you're like oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever seen. No, that's when I saw it, it was on, um, it was on Mark, exactly how I saw it, it was on Mark Kermit's Extreme Cinema and then which he, and then at some point in his like little prelude to the movie he was like, and it's this, and it's this, and it's this, and it's four hours long, and it's this, and, it's this. <laughs> and I was like, what? And yeah. then I started watching it being like, oh, I'll watch like an hour and I'll yeah. watch the rest tomorrow, and then the first time I watched the whole thing by the end, like it is, it is amazing, like for those who are listening who've not seen Love Exposure, it'll probably be everyone listening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, four hours. Like, it's a big ask. Um, it oh, is a man. movie about a the son of a pre, a Catholic priest who starts committing sins so that his the uh, will start paying attention. It's so he starts committing sins so that his dad will pay attention to him, um, and then his dad remarries. And this is only like the first half hour of four hours. Yeah. And then his dad remarries and then obviously like falls in love with like the daughter of the woman that his dad marries. And then some gangsters who wear tennis wear get involved. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and then he starts wearing, he starts dressing in like another identity as a, you know, presenting as a woman to try and seduce the daughter of the man that his dad's married. That's the first half hour. Yeah. And then there's three and a half hours that follow, and it's an incredible movie that it, is everything, it is every genre. It's beautiful and amazing. It never dulls anything. Yes, yeah. Shay has been covering their ears. I'm guessing they plan to see it at some I point. I do plan to see it at some yeah. point, yeah. No, it is amazing. So you're in for a treat. We did talk about a little bit earlier being the person in your friendship group who's interested in stuff everyone else might not have heard of and trying to be the person that gets them into it. So it's like showing them particularly weird films. I was thinking Love Exposed is the kind of film I loved. I don't know if I could show it to my friends and be like, oh, you will love this, because I don't think they have it in them to appreciate. So I, I, appreciate get, I get around that problem by um, if, if uh, a friend is not interested in the stuff that I like, um, they're dead to me. <laughs> they're not a friend. <laughs> they're not yeah. my friend. <laughs> I just have a list. Had you ever seen The Watermelon Woman? Yeah, we should mention it. That yeah, was the yeah, film that, that we watched from today's write-along. So, yeah. Shay, tell us, how, you, how did you discover that film? Ah, it's a film that I've known about for a while because I looked up queer cinema mm -hmm. and there is War Men and Women and it's a bit of a classic and never heard of it before. no one's heard of it yeah. Yeah. yeah no it's a very like indie American black lesbian film and it's great that's, that's a little bit of 90s 97 90s yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. What did you guys think? No, just talking about like that thing. What did you think? <laughs> it, sort of, it, it sort of resonated to me in, a, in sort of a weirdly specific way. Like, of course, like you know, being a, you know, a gay man, like of course, like, you know, any sort of queer film sort of hits home in a sort of very specific way. Uh, but also in that, I write uh, you know stories about queer history, and this is a this was a film about someone trying to research queer history and coming up against the roadblocks involved in that um, and that that resonated in a way that I was like oh okay yes oh I know that feeling oh does, oh, that, I yeah. really want to tell this story but I can't find any specific examples even though I know this happened but I can't talk about it and so that like specific struggle is like I didn't think was one that could be captured in film in a way that would connect with me like that it definitely hit that nail on the head very yeah. very effectively so You've done this event, Shay, for 13 months now, is it? Yes. So that's 13 instances of you bringing a film that people don't know what they're about to see, yeah. you really enjoying it, and hoping the rest of the audience does as well. Has it been a 100% success rate? Have there been some films where you were like, that was great, right? And everyone else was like, eh! <laughs> Patterson, 
about half the audience did not give a I'm on the side of Patterson. I liked it. I didn't like it. I liked it. It's just not my genre. And losing ground. People were like, some people didn't like Losing Ground. And I was like, Losing Ground's great. This film really reminded me of Losing Ground that we yeah. watched today. So but I was so worried about this one because it's like, people didn't like Losing Ground. I don't know. Oh, I hope they like this film. And because the people were like, because we showed not the greatest copy of Losing Ground. So we were like, uh, it's quite good for like an independent cheap thing. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's, it's really rich in text and really beautiful looking Losing Ground. And I was, so I was worried about this film. Thing, same reaction. This, is, liked it. this one's a little. It like takes itself a little less seriously than Losing Ground does, and maybe that's like. I'm not saying that's like what makes a film good or bad, but yeah. maybe that's. Yeah. So I mean, we were having the conversation about accessibility earlier, and like you know, that might be you know something. I say like Losing Ground is very personal. No, Watermelon Woman's per- very personable because it's like their show talking to you on camera, like very much. This is who I am. Yeah. Whilst losing ground is, it's much more like third person narrative. You know, yeah. like it's not first person. It's not like I, th- I think that's maybe what made the difference for me with between the two because uh, with uh, uh, the watermelon woman. I mean, not only was it definitely from Cheryl's perspective, so it's sort of random in that way, um, which I think I prefer. Uh, but also in that, like her story was. You know, sort of, there was her experiences were sort of similar to mine, so I, you know, I could identify with her much more strongly than I could with any of the characters in Losing Ground. I think, yeah, in Losing Ground, I felt sort of separate from everything, and so that uh, that, that meant it didn't, it didn't really engage me. Yeah. Losing Ground is great. Everyone should watch it. <laughs> I think my... everyone's wrong. Losing Ground is great. Yeah, and Patterson. Grigsby Bear, I think, was my favourite one that I've oh, seen of the films so of the show. Funny. Yeah, everyone liked it. There was one person who liked it, but was like, I like the film, but I hate Carl Mooney. What can you do? I can understand that. <laughs> Are there any sorry, sorry, films... Carl Mooney. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's some films that I like that much more because they're devices. Like, I know there's sometimes that really annoying fandom stance of like, oh, you're not intelligent enough to get it, or if you can't really appreciate it, then it's, you're not worthy of it. Yeah. But I, I don't know, sometimes if a film isn't so widely appealing, that actually adds to its appeal for me, that it's not trying to cozy up to everyone. I can think of zero examples of this right now. Well, no, I know that feeling, and it was like... Um... I remember there was one series of, of, uh, of Doctor Who that I really liked, but my friend didn't. Uh, and then there was one particular episode in it that I hated, but she loved. And that was, I, and, and my sort of reaction was like, oh, oh, like, oh, that's good because it's still that means it's taking risks and it's trying not, it's not doing everything for me. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I just, that is one sort of instance where I thought like, well, yeah, it's good that this is divisive. Because that means it's yeah, it's appealing to a wider range of people. So to flip it, since we've all discussed that we are all making things, have you encountered someone where you've told them what you're making and they're not too keen? And how do you deal with that? Did it like completely crush your confidence in what you're making? Where you're like, well, they're wrong, screw them. How did you react to it? Um, Don't all rush at once. <laughs> Clearly, all you're making is just universally acclaimed. Uh, you're just asking us about our trauma. Let's dig it on up, people. Let's, dig, let's get into the pain. I mean, I've had, you know, a, 
I've been promoting, hey, I write like, queer stories online. I, I, I've been fairly fortunate, but I did have had like some people come and be like, what, ooh, what is this? Ugh. I remember my, my favorite is just one person, like I said, oh yeah, it's, it's murder mysteries in, in LGBTQ murder mysteries in the age of criminalization. Uh, and like someone had commented being like, what next? <laughs> and I, I responded. I responded by saying that, like, well, I'm glad you're interested, but you're just gonna have to keep reading to find out. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Zing. Nice. Yeah. I'll show them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't respond. I'll let you know. <laughs> I am. Um, I've had the experience of um, trying to make things that are in my head like appealed to some. Inve- like either invented or real um, <laughs> demographic organization funding thing whatever um, and then sort of crashing and burning that horribly mainly because people were like well that won't work because it's like this yeah. and then finding that once I leaned into that thing really hard and was like well this is but no, like leaned into that thing that they pointed out. So I was like, oh, that thing that they're pointing out is probably the thing that I have that other people don't have. And then when I leaned into that much more strongly, it was just like, this is the identity and just kind of own it. Then actually it's sort of reversed and people then found it more appealing because it's like actually true to your experience and whatever. So I think that's, I think use those experiences to figure out what you can do that no one else can do. And then um, it might work out. (laughs) You know, like... I mean, that's kind of what I encountered by doing this very podcast, because it is a daily thing, which is an absolute headache. I don't recommend it to anyone. <laughs> but it's also very hard to sum up what it's about, because it's, it was primarily going to shows and checking out bands, but then there's stuff like this, where there's no... I can't say it's specifically about this category or this, it's just whatever I encounter, and I'm talking about it. So on paper, which is what I tried to do, I actually tried to write it this right along. I was trying to write a proposal to maybe present this to more established bodies, saying, hey, I do this thing, I'd love to work with you, etc., etc. But I'm struggling to try and nail down what it is this thing is, which might make it harder to advertise to people, but it is what makes it attractive to me the fact that it is so malleable the fact that it can go and be whatever it is I happen to encounter so for me it's more of a if what you're doing really appeals to you that trumps if someone else is like yeah but I don't mean like kind of like how Sher you were saying about the films you presented you very tastefully mimics the voices of people who might have dissented with your opinion there but I guess that's because your like for the thing trumps their dislike for it yeah, I, 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 I get control of the things, so I, can, I, I get to play wherever I want. I don't care. You don't like it? Fine. But I, I, I choose it. I don't care. It is free. People can't really it is complain. Free. Yeah, they can't complain. <laughs> yeah. So to well, ra- your, your thing is Jules. You're Jules Holland. You're what? the new Jules Holland. You're like, but my thing? Yeah. He's oh, just, but... you just be Jules Holland. No, I don't mean it. Yes, that's exactly it. But, oh, it's very kind of you to say. Thank you very much. Well, That's to... what you should put on your website. <laughs> Not cool. quite aggressively cool. <laughs> your website I'm coming should to be www.jewelsholland.co.uk. But it's just you. Like, you, you, you just take... You take over his body. You, take, you become his identity. That domain might be expensive. <laughs> One day, Jules Holland's going to open the door to his office and you'll just be sat there. And be like, what are you doing at my desk? Like, and you'll be like... This is my desk? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Is it loud enough? 
Uh, I think something's about to happen in the background. Says so just to wrap up, after that absolute genius idea, there, which I definitely will be taking on, where can people find whatever it is that you are working on or what you have worked on before? We'll start with you, Callum. Because um, um, of festivals, East Hell isn't online yet, um, so I guess Google it in four months. Um, and uh, it's called East Hell. Um, what I uh, something that I've done that is online is reviews of movie theaters uh, in New York where I used to live. Um, so if you look up the the web address is really long, which is about it. Look, Google the objectively correct guide to New York movie theaters. I'm gonna have to check that out. Um, <laughs> And there, I have written a guide based on review movie theatres based on criteria like how far is it from my apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and are the snacks good? Um, and yeah, that's what it is. Good stuff. Uh, nowhere. <laughs> Where are you? What are you talking about? Hoxton movie. Hoxton movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, script development too. People could contact. Yeah, you if you look, if you Google Hoxton movies, and you can find the podcast on there. I guess uh, look for me on LinkedIn uh, if you are looking for a script development service. Uh, my name's Morton Wright. Morton Wright? Yeah. Is that W R? Yeah, W R I G H T. Wright is right. And you're also on the podcast Heard You Saw. And I'm on the podcast Heard You Saw as well, which is available somewhere. It's on SoundCloud. It's on SoundCloud. There we go. Everywhere. Everywhere yeah, out there. Podcast. You're worldwide. <laughs> Everywhere. Right out there and I don't know it. <laughs> Shout out to it's Nick Hurd, friend of the podcast, who's been on there before. Host of Heard You Saw. Shay. Uh, you know how Ray I like us. to plug. Yeah, you should. Uh, Twitter, Ash Shay Collins, yes, C H A Y, that's my name. Uh, wigging Out, it's a podcast. Watch it. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no, listen to it even. And Right Along Movies. This, and I have a book called Tumors. There you go, all the things. Done. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I mentioned it at the head of the podcast. I, my, I do queer history, murder mysteries. Oh, that rhymes. I should capitulate on that. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, that's what a cut. You can discover that on my podcast. <laughs> I'm in this now. So that's yeah. www.piccadillydetectives.com. Uh, you can also. Find, I'm on Twitter, James B Woodall, uh, and on Facebook, and that's just James Woodall because I think no one, nobody had taken that one up yet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I and I, you know, up, you can I link to the things that I update there, so that's probably best best place to find me and stuff. I also do a pointless podcast that I never promote uh, called What a Waste of Time. Uh, a really catchy theme tune, by the way. Yeah, which thank you, Anthony Bulliger, for for uh, composing me uh, composing that for me. I said I'd buy you a drink, and I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily. Well. The Call Your Mom podcast is not up yet, but maybe by the time someone listens to this, it will be. So you can look on Instagram, Call Your Mom Pod, I think. And then, I think, because it's not totally up there yet. And you can email if that sounds something interesting to you. We're looking for people to take part. So if you have a mom and you are a girl, you apply. Take more boxes, there <laughs> yeah. you go. And you can email me at callyourmomofficial at gmail.com. Awesome. And Andy, the silent partner of today's podcast, where can people find your stuff online if you want them to find it? If not, that's cool. Um, check out the Oscars, uh, February 2019. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Best director winner. That's what you'll find this phase. Well, thank you all very much for your time. And I will maybe see you at next month's Write Along. I hope so. And I, I'll try and see the film again because I enjoyed it this time. So I should try that. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> 
And that was that. Thank you very much to everyone I spoke to who was in reverse order this time. Andy, Emily, Jim, Shay, Morton, and Callum. In the last episode that I did at this event, it was just Jim and Shay who were there, who were there this here, who were at this one as well. So Callum, Morton, Emily, and Andy were the newcomers. And oh, actually no, I've spoken to Emily. I think on episode two, way, way, way back. That was the first episode I did with other people, I think. And that was when I spoke about the Oscars with her. And Jim, so feel free to check that out as well. Man, that was a that was fifteenth of March is my what my PC is telling me when that went up. So, ooh, a lot of time has passed. I really enjoy these events. I don't often write at them, but this time I try to do some writing. Got myself a little frustrated and not being able to articulate what it was I wanted to put across. As I mentioned a bit in the podcast, I was trying to, and I've mentioned in previous episodes as well trying to write a proposal to present what it is I do to more established bodies to hopefully try and spread the reach of what it is I do. I ended up doing, I think, two drafts, or maybe two and a half. So one was following on from how I present this podcast to people before I talk to them. My whole spiel about... There's a book called Please Kill Me about New York bands in the 70s, a book called Meet Me in the Bathroom about New York bands in the early 2000s. I'm trying to write that book set in modern-day London in real-time episode-by-episode on this podcast. So I started with that and then tried to get into what makes it attractive and found myself tripping over my own words. So I started again, and this time I went in a more chronological narrative of how I thought of doing this podcast in the first place. The fact that I make music, very good at procrastinating, tried to come up with some sort of daily account of what it is I've done to help me get over my lack of confidence and improve my work ethic, and then started to talk to other people in my pursuit to play live. Their stories were interesting, so I decided to include those as well etc etc and neither approach really felt satisfying to me so that struggle continues but it is always helpful to talk to other people who are also similarly struggling in to varying degrees with their own works listening back i felt a bit bad when andy was saying how he was working on uh job applications i think i chuckled i think we all kind of chuckled thinking he maybe he was joking I don't know if he was, but it is a very real aspect to working and living in London. <laughs> You've got to pay the bills somehow. In fact, I mentioned to the group how my dad is something of my the biggest fan of this podcast. He is the only person that I know of who really avidly listens to every episode. In fact, I think he might be the only person who's listened to every episode. If anyone out there disagrees, feel free to let me know. I'd love to know if there are more people out there who've listened to every episode. But my dad pointed out last time I spoke to him how often I either say I'm tired or I'm running late. And I was saying to Jim after this conversation that you heard how I think other young people or people just trying to pursue something in the city or anywhere, wherever they are, hopefully when they eventually listen to this, they might find themselves sympathizing with that situation where, yes, there are things you want to do. There's no clear roadmap for how to do it. But you just know you always end up feeling really tired and you're always rushed off your feet and never quite as in control as you'd like to be. So I hope it didn't come across too mocking or anything when we chuckled at Andy saying he's working on job applications because that is very, very real for 
at least all of us at some point, and I'm sure for many people listening to this who might be in a similar situation. Very interesting conversations. Very impressive works that everyone around the table was getting on with. Fun fact. So when I first met Emily, in fact, I first met everybody at one of these write-along events. When I first met Emily, though, she was working on this idea about this cult that moved into Oregon and ended up getting involved in what has been called the largest domestic attack on American soil. That might be the wrong wording. But it sounded like a really cool idea about how this organized religion thing moved into this ranch in Oregon and just got bigger and bigger to the point where they outnumbered the people in the actual town and chaos ensued to varying degrees. I said, that sounds really, really cool. I think she said she had some family that were involved in it and she was trying to piece together the narrative that she would use to tell this story. And then I had the displeasure of sending her the link to the YouTube video of the trailer for Wild Wild Country, which is the Netflix documentary about the exact same thing. So she was telling me about this idea before that trailer was released. So it sounded really interesting. No one else seemed to have really talked about it. Could be onto something. And then it's, oh, wait, Netflix beat you to it. I wonder how many other people out there have been in a similar situation. Netflix got quite the talking about in this episode as well. I am there. I was saying to some of the people at this event early before we recorded how I've got this fatigue. There's a lot of new stuff that's come out that I just haven't really cared to check out. So I was a really big fan of Arrested Development. have yet to watch the newest season of that. I enjoyed the TV show Glow. haven't seen the new season of that. Orange is the New Black is back. haven't seen the new season of that. <coughs> I don't know. I would like to say it's because I'm so focused on what I'm trying to achieve, but I, I don't know. What I do know is that I think I'm about to catch the hiccups again. So I'm going to end this now. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's, it's similar to when you feel a sneeze coming on, but it doesn't quite. I feel as though any minute now I'm going to get that spasm and start hiccuping, but it hasn't happened yet. Original music. I hear you cry. You're right. I normally do play some original music at the end of each episode, and I haven't played any yet on this one. And I, yet again, only have my bass guitar here with me. Uh, Let's press pause. Let's pick up the bass and maybe play something. Hold tight a second. Eh, I thought about it. Decided against it. What I will say, though, is hello to the whole bunch of people that have joined me on Instagram. I'm now up to, I think, 445 followers. At one point, I was following 555 and being followed by 444, which I found amusing. But... Yeah, I tried to put in a bit more effort in posting online about the open mics that I host. So I'll take a bunch I'll try to take pictures of each performer, try and take some videos, and then on my Instagram at Saddest Night Out, I will post some sort of montage of pictures of all the performers, and then I'll try to post some videos as well. And then I will send each performer that gave me their Instagram handle the pictures that I took of them individually. And where possible, I'll send them the videos as well. And a whole bunch of them had said thanks and followed me and things like that. And a whole bunch of other people have followed me, which is great. Thank you very much. I, in fact, will encourage you to check out my Instagram so you can hear some of their original music instead of having to hear my unplugged bass. I listened back to the last episode of the unplugged bass. It sounds very plucky and, yeah, it doesn't sound great. So I'll skip that for this episode. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening. You can find me online at the aforementioned Instagram page 
at Saddest Night Out. The same handle applies to Twitter at Saddest Night Out. You can email me, saddestnightout at gmail.com. You can leave comments on the SoundCloud uh, episodes, I guess. In fact, on my Instagram stories, I posted a poll. Which do people prefer? iTunes podcasts or SoundCloud? And SoundCloud's one, SoundCloud's? SoundCloud one, I think something like nine votes to two. So I think on my profiles I should put a link to my SoundCloud page rather than my iTunes because that is the more accessible. I guess Android is just more popular. Otherwise, you can email me. Let me know if you're one of the handful of people that's listened to every episode as well. Prove it. Don't know how, but prove it. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening, and I will see you on the next episode, which will be valid to go up in the next hour and ten minutes, because it's currently 10.53. I'll try and post the next one a little bit earlier. I promise nothing, though. Thanks for listening. I'm starting to ramble now, so I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.